Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Line is muted. Only the host can unmute your line. Raise your hand using star 2 so the host knows when you want to speak. We have a limit as to how strong of a signal we get here. Um, and so, consequently, um, we have to kind of limit as to how many uh, platforms we try to broadcast on at one time. Uh, we try to reach our maximum level broadcasting. So we're going to try to broadcast tonight on Sermon Audio as well as Facebook Live as well as TalkShoe. Okay. Three different platforms and then also it will be on um, Sermon Audio later. Um, so I'm going to see if I'm going to be able to do this. I'll know shortly. Um, I can tell it looks like we might be able to do that. It looks like it's going in without any glitches. Um, maybe I spoke too soon. Um, we'll know shortly if we're able to talk with, if we'll be able to uh, broadcast. Well, it says we're going live, so uh, looks like we are now live on TalkShoe as well as Facebook Live as well as. Um, YouTube, so we're on all uh, all formats. Now it looks like we've got Toronto. John has joined us. Welcome aboard, John from Toronto, and guest two. Also on the Facebook side, we have a number of guests. And I want to thank all of you for joining us tonight. Again, just to remind people tonight, the passages for discussion are um, taken from Romans 12, 17, recompense, recompense to no man evil for evil, provide things honest in the sight of all men. 1 Peter 3, 9, not rendering evil for evil or railing for railing, but contrarywise blessing, knowing that you are therein to call that you should inherit a blessing. And 1 Thessalonians 5, 15, see that none render evil for evil unto any man, but ever follow that which is good both among yourselves and to all men. 1 Thessalonians 5, 15. And then Proverbs 20, 22, Say not that I will recommend evil, but wait on the Lord, and he shall save thee. Good advice, not something that any of us always do. Sometimes we all get in the flesh and do things that are contrary to this admonition. But um, we must realize that God is uh, up in heaven and he's seeing
idea what's happening, and we need to uh, we need to try to embrace what we are taught, not to render evil for evil. It reminds me of a passage in the 37th Psalm that I like, which says, "Fret not thyself because of evildoers." Neither be thou envious against the workers of iniquity. So this is uh, this is what we need to do. We need to cease from anger and forsake wrath. Fret not thyself in any wise to do evil, for evildoers shall be cut off. Those that wait upon the Lord, they shall inherit the earth. Wicked plotteth against the just and gnasheth upon him with his teeth. The Lord shall laugh at him, for he seeth that his day is coming. Salvation of the righteous is of the Lord. That is 39th verse of Psalm 37. Salvation of the righteous is the Lord. He is their strength in time of trouble. So that is a good complimentary um, passage of scripture for that. Um, about four minutes, Brother Edward Henry should be with us. And um, so we're looking forward to this discussion. As I've mentioned to all of our guests on Facebook Live as well as YouTube and Talk Shoe, um, one of my favorite books, apart from the Bible, is this book written by Edward Henry our guest tonight, the anti-gospel perversion of Christ's grace gospel. He gives the history. It's a rather thick book. He gives the history of the uh, Christian church and false doctrines that have so become paramount today. All warned about the the anti-gospel, the satanic conspiracy. Brother Edward goes into the five points of Arminianism, the Jesuit oath, preventing grace chosen before the foundation of the world, reprobation ordained by God to believe not. And just there's so much involved in this book. It's very, very prolific and is very well documented. So I encourage if you get a chance, pick up this book, The Gospel, The Anti-Gospel, The Perversion of Christ's Grace Gospel. It's a really good read. And uh, so if you can get a hold of it, I would recommend that you do that. You can get that on ebooks. You can go to Amazon.com, Burns and Noble. Uh, Lulu.com, all of those platforms uh, have that, excuse me, that book available. Okay, let's see what we've got here. It's now 5.58. Looking for, looks like Kevin McHugh's just joined us. Good morning, good afternoon, Kevin. How are you? Kevin, can you hear me? <laughs> okay, I just unmuted Kevin. I don't know if he can hear me, but um, he's with us now. 
and I'm not sure that he's able to hear me. Um, Kevin, you're showing up on my screen and your mic is unmuted, so um, you may want to unmute your mic, Kevin, as well. Going to open up the chat room and talk to you, so I can monitor that. He says here, but I don't hear, but don't hear anything. Okay. Um, well, if you don't hear me, that means no one else can hear me. Uh, let me check with my Facebook guest. See. If they can hear me. Uh, can our friends on Facebook hear me okay? Is my mic coming through okay? Please let me know if you can hear me. Uh, for some reason, Kevin cannot hear me. Okay. Okay, can you hear me? Edward, can you hear me? Okay, well, we're having problems with our Okay. Mark, can you hear me? Yep. Okay, and Edward, can you hear me? Okay, we're having little problems. Uh, there's a couple people. Kevin can't hear me, and it doesn't look like Ed can hear me tonight. But you can hear me okay, Mark, I guess. Yep. Okay. All right, well, I'm on uh, Facebook Live, and I'm on YouTube Live, and maybe I need to go off YouTube uh, to give me a little bit uh, clearer signal. <laughs> okay, Kevin. Kevin, can you hear me now? Okay, I'm going to go ahead and check out. Rick, I'm going to have to go off of YouTube because my signal I'm losing on Facebook. Um, um, <laughs> if you sing, they will come, Rick says. Well, I'm going to have to go off of YouTube to try to clear the signal up on Facebook Live and talk to you. Okay. <laughs> Unmuted. Okay, Edward, can you hear me now? How about you, Kevin? 
Well, not sure what to do. I heard that, Kevin. Heard you briefly. Okay, uh, can you hear me now, Kevin? No. Well, we lost um, Edward Henry. So we're having a little difficulties. Folks, just bear with us here. Try to get the images out. What's up? What's up? What's up? Yeah, Kevin. Kevin, can you hear me? Kevin? <laughs> okay, what about you, Mark? I'm fine. I'm still here. Okay. Well, I don't know what's going on with Ed and Kevin. I'm here. I'm, I just can't. Larry, I always, I'm here. Oh, are you? Okay. Okay. Well, yeah, we were I was having hard. a hard time with my cell phone once again. I couldn't get on. They didn't. For some reason, my cell phone keypad is not being recognized by TalkShoe because it tells me I'm punching in the wrong number. And I don't know what's okay. wrong. I, I, I was talking to Sprint today to try to get it fixed, and it worked today, but it didn't work tonight. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Well, at least we're on now. That's all that matters. Now, Kevin McHugh's been having problems getting on, too. Kevin, can you hear us now? Okay. So Kevin is still having problems. Mark is with us, so, and John's with us from uh, Toronto. We've got a number of people listening on uh, Facebook. I did have to go off of YouTube because it was affecting my signal by trying to simulcast on both at the same time. So we're on Facebook. We have a number of guests on tonight. Uh, we'll just kind of get right into our subject matter. Uh, Edward Henry had sent me, and I sent out to everyone the passage of scriptures that we're going to be dealing with tonight. Um, and I think it's very timely. I know it's timely for me. <laughs> I know that. Um, Romans 12:17 recompense to no man evil for evil, provide things honest in the sight of all men. First mm -hmm. Peter 3, not, not rendering evil for evil or railing for railing, but contrarywise blessing, knowing that you are there unto call that you should inherit a blessing. And then the other two is First Thessalonians 5.15, See that none to render evil for evil on any man, but ever follow that which is good both among yourselves and to all men. And then finally, Proverbs 20.22, 20, Say not thou art the recompense evil, but wait on the Lord, and he shall save thee. Um, why don't you just get into that discussion, uh, Edward, and then we'll uh, try to comment on, on it as you go through those uh, passages. Yeah, I think those passages uh, really offer us really great comfort and, and sort of a code upon which we should live. So uh, yeah. the idea is to wait on the Lord, okay, and don't 
return evil for evil. So when people misuse you, uh, when they sin against you, uh, don't seek to uh, get revenge. In other words, revenge is of the Lord, and yeah. you have to wait on the Lord uh, with regard to that. Now, it's this issue, um, and I, I hadn't intended on discussing this aspect of it until I saw a, a couple of videos after I sent you the email of these street preachers where the there are people who would come up and actually assault the preachers, and they would do things like screaming at the top of their lungs in their face. Um, wow. I saw, remember, and it brought to recollection a, a video I saw uh, another time where a guy was doing, he was preaching on the beach, and a guy came up with a megaphone, and I guess it had some kind of siren on it, and he put it right in his ear and turned the oh. siren on. You know, and wow. so now I, so I'm wondering at what point, at what point do we draw the line and now can we act in self-defense? Because yeah. uh, in one of the videos I saw, a guy came up and he punched the, pre the, the preacher twice in the face. Now, wow. um, I, I would find it difficult, okay, myself to accept a punch in the face without defending myself. At what point yeah. does does this become recompense evil for evil, or where can we act in self-defense? Uh, for instance, that siren, uh, I can tell you right now, can cause permanent uh, hearing loss uh, yeah, at right. a certain decibel level. Uh, and, and I know that from uh, experience on gun ranges, okay? All it takes is once to ruin your hearing, okay? So things like that. Uh, and, and there would be people that would get, I mean, they would stand right in front of somebody, okay, sort of, mm -hmm. uh, be, uh, be, they've been advised, I'm sure they've been advised by lawyers, okay, that they can speak to somebody but just not touch them. So they're screaming at the top of their lungs in someone's face, okay, and that is offensive, uh, and at some point should you be able to push someone away. Oh, that's that's a really good uh, point. I think of that. I'd have to look up the scripture. You know the one I'm referring to, Edward, where it says, if someone strikes you on the one cheek, turn the other cheek. If they ask for your coat, give them your cloak also. Mm -hmm. And I've heard, a lot, I've heard a lot of different interpretations of that. And I also, as you were talking, it came to my mind about Paul uh, uh, questioning the right to have him beaten when he said, I'm a Roman citizen. And so mm -hmm. he did he, he did use that as a, as a question, and, and because of that, um, that saved him from getting a beaten. Okay? So uh, right. anyway, uh, yeah, Mark, uh, what's, why don't you weigh in on this? I agree with you. Where do we draw the line from physical assault, and, and, and where do we say, oh, you're coming at me and where and so you're coming at me so I have the right to defend myself against your unrighteous attack. That's a very hard thing to figure out where that line is. Yeah, I mean well, I can Kevin? That's very tough. Kevin all Kevin. 
Kevin, all you were doing was growling. <laughs> we could we could we could tell you were talking. It's very muffled. But I don't know. You might want to try your uh, you might want to try try your laptop microphone rather than your headphone. It might work better. Anyway, go ahead. Uh, go ahead, Edward. Yeah, I you know the the so these passages I clearly clearly. We're not to render evil for evil. That's the command, okay? So right. is right. that self-defense? Is that evil? Uh, and I don't want to be pharisaical about it by, by saying, okay, that's not evil. But you know what? I don't think it is when you're defending yourself from an attack. I agree. If we're defending ourselves, we're, we're defending ourselves against evil. Now, if you were to turn around and counterattack, then that would be evil. But just defending yourself, I think that's uh, actually pretty righteous thing to do. Yeah. Well, and in fact, in the context of First Peter, where it says, not rendering evil for evil or railing for railing, well, it sounds to me like it's a, it's a verbal offense, not so much a, it's not a physical attack, right? Right, right. Yes, I agree. And there's that old childhood things, you know, sticks and stones may break my bones, but names will never hurt me. So they can, they can, I agree, they can run off at the mouth all they want through a megaphone and maybe a little death after it. One thing, but where we sh- where I draw the line is when they actually start physically attacking you, putting right. your hand on another person in a in a harmful way without their permission. That I think is that I think well, that's what he's getting I, on. See, what he's getting on. He's talking Kevin? all the time. Yeah, Kevin. Kevin doesn't think he's online, and he's talking to somebody. He doesn't. He doesn't hear us. I don't think. I guess yeah, not. I don't think- See, you have to yeah. get one twice on this one. It gives you two different instructions. And right, so, right. Yeah, yeah, and he probably hasn't hit one the second time. Yeah, that's probably what it is, yeah. I I have I never have any problem with my little Bluetooth and my little phone here. <laughs> Can I make a comment? Hey. Yeah, go ahead. This is, this is Rick. Oh, hi, Rick. How are you? Good to, good yeah, to have yeah. you on board. Yeah, yeah, I got up for my work here and stuff. There's some parts going by. Um, I might have to mute, but um, um, in Jeremiah, where it says that the Lord, uh, you know, where the Lord sends, sends them and where the Lord didn't send them, okay, a lot of, a lot of times people are just led by religious spirits, and then they, 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 blame, they blame people for hitting them. And it's not the Holy Spirit at all, because in Jeremiah it says when he, when God sends somebody, okay, for the purpose of sending a message, and it's like in Peter and Acts, he prepares first uh, both the messenger and the people, okay, in, in Acts 10. But uh, say, for instance, uh, there was a uh, guy by the name of uh, Hubert Lindsay that the Holy Spirit sent to Berkeley. He preached, he got beat up, he got blinded for the cause of Christ twice by the um, 
Hells Angels, the homeless, uh, the Gay Liberation, the SDS back in uh, the late 60s, early 70s. He was pretty much the grandfather of street preaching to, uh, for the Jesus movement. And he was still blinded. Okay, um, God healed him, and when he would, and then when uh, when he would get beat up, he would go to the medical center, okay, and get the diagnosis and the X-rays, and then he asked God to heal him, and God would heal him, and then just like just like with the regular, you know, in God's army, when you're when you're when you're restored, when you're healed, when you get the bullet out, shrapnel out, okay, uh, it's up to your commanding officers to say. Okay, it's time for you to go back out to the front again and start fighting again. <laughs> because we're in a war, like you said, uh, Larry. We're in a we're in a war. Okay. Yeah. We're in a war yeah. against against Satan and, and his demons and 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 the, and the reprobates. Okay. And so we we have to make sure that the Holy Spirit is sending us to the place where uh, He's telling us to go. Otherwise, right. okay, you hit me, I'm going to hit you back. Where the topic is, uh, if they hit you, you you bless them. Okay, not not uh, railing. Peter says not not giving railing for railing. Okay. Yeah. And, I've 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 really struggled with this too, Rick. I mean, I, I would like everybody, if you would, just to look at the sixth chapter of Luke, and and I mean, this is Christ mm-hmm. talking, and and I've heard a lot of people. Uh, explain this away and actually just act as if it doesn't exist and it does exist. I mean, Christ is the one that said it. And so let's just read it together. It says in Luke, uh, and by the way, I'm preaching it myself. I'm not proud of the fact probably everybody on this call, I would be more prone to the flesh than anybody. I don't like it, but it's just one of my weaknesses. God will help me, but in Luke, the sixth chapter, it says, Woe unto you, verse 26, Woe unto you when all men shall speak well of you, for so did their father to the false prophets. But I yes. found you which love your enemies, do good to them which hate you, bless them that curse you, pray for them which despitefully use you, and unto him that smiteth thee on the one cheek, offer also the other. And him that taketh away thy cloak, forbid not to take thy coat also. And that's all. That 29th verse is almost as if um, the guy has stole your coat, okay? And now right. you're now you're you know he's the one that stole it, and now you're offering it. And so um, I don't quite. And then in verse 32 it says, "If you love them which love you, what thank have you for inter- uh, sinners also love those that love them." Right. And so, what what would your all's response be to this passage, uh, Rick? Since you were talking, what are your thoughts on that? Well, um, like it's, uh, like in the past in church history, um, when uh, when Inquisition, for instance, and the Fox and Book of Martyrs, uh, people were um, when they were brought to the guillotine, they were dressed in wedding clothes because they knew they were going home to their husband. They were the bride. He, yeah. They were going home to get married. Uh, they were already married to Christ here on earth, and they were getting, and they were getting ready for a wedding. Okay, so it's 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 uh, it, it's just exactly what what Jesus said. It's this you're going to suffer. Uh, you're going to have these blessings with persecution. You have a car, and, and then you have this trailing hitch. 
uh, with the trailer that says on the side, on the side of it, with persecution. And, uh, and, uh, and they overcame by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony, and they loved not their lives unto the death. Because he says, uh, if you love your life, you know, you're not worthy to be my disciple. Those people that got, got dressed in wedding clothes, they knew that they were his <laughs> disciples. And they knew yeah. that the Vatican uh, uh, ruled today, and uh, but uh, they still knew that God was sovereign over over the Vatican. And they knew yeah, that yeah. Whose, whose children they were. So they got dressed up for a wedding. So praise God. It, goes, it, goes against, it goes against our flesh to, to think that someone could come up and just fall up and hit us and then... It's almost like you know, in, in modern psychological terms, people would say, "Well, you must you're, you must be masochistic. You must enjoy the pain. Turn your other wow. cheek and let them hit you on that cheek too." But you know, uh, pride there is, and uh, yeah, uh, uh, somebody there's some background. I don't know where it's coming from. Um, with all that noise. I think that this is a really, I mean, I, I can tell you my biggest challenge is in the verbal aspect of things because I, it's really easy for me to get into sparring with people and try to prove my point, even though I believe it's the biblical point. There's another scripture that talks about not to get into endless disputations or endless right. debate. I've been to the place on I've gotten in the place on Facebook if someone starts wanting to argue with me or attack me, I just tell them, look, I don't want to get into endless disputations. I'm just going to make my point, base it with Scripture. That's kind of what you did, right. Ed, mm-hmm. that, with that fellow the other day, Ed. That's what you did with that uh, guy that kept coming on with all these Armenian arguments. gave him the truth, and then he wanted to argue about the fact that he didn't agree. I thought your point was, well, stated when you said it's not relevant whether you agree with me or not. What's relevant is what is the truth. Okay. And yeah, uh, right. but anyway, Ed, how do you respond to that that passage that we read in the sixth chapter of uh, Luke? Yeah, I'm looking at that and it's um I trying to reconcile that with Luke chapter twenty two. So let's look at Luke twenty two. Uh, verse 36, um, and he said unto them, but now he that hath purse, let him take it, because if you look, let's see, 35, I think he said, um, when I sent you without purse and script and shoes, lacked ye anything? And they said nothing. And then he said unto them, but now he that hath purse, let him take it, and likewise his script. And he that hath no sword, let him sell his garment and buy one. For I say unto you that it is written, um, written must yet be accomplished in me. Oh, what what is written must yet be accomplished in me. And he was reckoned among the transgressors, uh, for the things concerning me have an end. And they said, Lord, here are two swords. And he said to them, it is enough. So it sounds to me like, okay, um, he set them out with any script, without any script, without any purse. But now he's saying, okay, now you're going to have to take care of yourself. All right? 
And part of that, it seems to me, a sword, two swords. And why would they need a sword but to defend themselves physically from a physical attack? I'm just saying, I mean, I'm just, what do you think of my interpretation here? I don't know. Maybe they were, maybe they were uh, defending themselves against wild beasts. I don't know. But, but you know, I don't know. That's a good point you're making. I mean, I don't think that Christ would be, be duplicitous. In other words, uh, I don't think he would say one thing on the other hand and would contradict himself on the other. In other words, um, there's another. You know, there was another time when he told Peter to put up his sword. Remember that? Yeah. And, when, and, and yes, that's right. That's a very good point. Um, and. There is a passage dealing with the striking of the uh, on the cheek, and and it's not in Luke. There's another. Um, hold on, let me let me find the cross reference. There's another gospel where I believe it tells you, it tells exactly which hand is being struck and which side of the cheek. Uh, yeah, you said right hand, and then yeah, and it suggests that it's a backhanded slap which is more of an insult than it is an assault, okay? Well, so the slap I think on you're, the cheek, I think, is I think you're right. it's more of an insult than it is a, than, than it is a physical assault to, to injure. Uh, I think you're referring to uh, uh, Matthew 5, uh, Matthew 5, and um, 30, I think it's verse 39. And I've heard that interpretation before. I'm not so sure I agree with it, but I mean, I can, I'm not, um, well, let's, I'm not let's saying. Look let's look at it and see, and see what it says, because, um, so where would that be? Five what? Well, if you start, if you start in, in Matthew 5, where he talks about, um, in verse 38, you've heard that it has been said an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. Okay, there's a good example there because... Here we go, we here know. we go. Whoever shall smite thee on thy right cheek, turn him also the other. Uh, no, that's not it. For the 39. Pardon? That's 39. Well, but there's, a, there's another passage which I think tells which hand is being used which I found enlightening. Uh, this one just says on the right cheek. Um, uh, let me see here. Well, well, Brother Ed is looking for that. I was going to say, Brother Larry, yes, it's very hard to do that, love our enemies, because our yeah. flesh, our old carnal nature instantly starts rising up. Oh, you did this to me? Well, I'm going to do it back to you. And so right. it's, uh, it's yeah. easier to do I agree with that. In fact, I was saying before the program, one of my uh, favorite passages 
passage is the 37th Psalm, which says, Fret not thyself because of evildoers. Mm-hmm. Neither be thou, be thou envious against the workers of iniquity, for they shall soon be cut down like the grass and wither as the green herb. Right. And he says, right. goes on and says, Cease from anger and forsake wrath for evil. And, and then he goes on and says that, uh, he says, uh, I have seen the wicked in great power and spreading himself like a green bay tree. Mm-hmm. But then he says, he ends the psalm by saying the transgression shall be destroyed, but the salvation of the righteous is of the Lord. Okay. Right. And so there's, you know, there's another passage that says that vengeance is mine, I will repay, saith the Lord. Yes, yes. So. So it's it's easier said than done when 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 yes. we are attacked unrighteously, our flesh, our old carnal nature rises up and, and wants to take immediate action. And it's right. very is my distinction between an insult and an assault uh, is that am I barking up the wrong tree here? Because I mean. You know, being smote on the cheek, because I thought there was a passage that told what hand was being struck. Um, but it says, but it, it, I can't find that passage. All I have is Luke and Matthew. I can't find, right. there, I can't find a third passage. You might want to look there. I think there is a passage in the Old Testament in that regard. You might want to check that out. Okay. But I'll look for it, too, but... Uh, no, I, I think that, you know, it's just like the deal with uh, civil civil lawsuits, okay? I've had this a lot because when I brought a lawsuit against the state of Missouri for wrongful termination, uh, for discriminating against my religious beliefs, I, I've been mocked by that, by people saying, that wasn't even biblical what you did suing the state of Missouri for firing you. You were trying to retaliate, you know? Well, who said that um, to? Uh, a Baptist, <laughs> a good old Baptist. I'm not going to say who, okay? But um, no way. The point is, really? Yeah, I mean, I, I think that there's, uh, I think that it's, it's correct. To, I think we have to stand for what is biblical truth uh, in the public square. That's what, as Christians, I believe that was what I was trying to do. But there's been, I mean, there was a number of people that wrote me letters. I had a Presbyterian minister said, you know, we would never support you in suing the government, you know? Really? Yeah. Wow. So they would, um, how would you ever... I mean, you, then then you'd never a, a person would never mm-hmm. be able to. Uh, well, they might have been jealous because you were going to or set an example of religious people. liberty. They never contested the issue in court because that's the right. only that's the only peaceable means to assert your religious liberty would be in an, in a court action against the state. You, you couldn't. I mean, there's no other way. Right. Yeah, that's 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 the whole thing. I mean, I think that where it gets to be now in this situation that you brought up, where you're you're out preaching the gospel in the street and so on. Um, 
I've seen, and I'm not faulting people who are out preaching the gospel in the street, but I think, um, in all fairness, a lot of these folks are just, it seems like they're looking for negative attention. But by the way they go at it, you know, they try to get people all riled up. And yeah. now a lot of people, was that what Peter and Paul was doing, you know, when they he was they were out uh, going into the synagogues and, and everything else. So only God knows. Uh, it's kind of like Rick was saying, the Holy Spirit is the one that is going to direct us into our activities and what we should be doing. I was thinking about Christ uh, talking about, even in the Psalms, he said, um, he said he's talking about, uh, well, in, in Isaiah 50, he says, I gave my back to the smiters and my cheeks to them that plucked off the hair. I hid not my right. face from shame, shame and spitting. And it says in Lamentations 3.30, he giveth his cheek to him that smiteth him. He is full with reproach. And then I think Job even uh, talked about... Oh, what, what passage is that in Lamentations? Where is that found? Uh, that's in Lamentations 1.2. And wait a minute. No, that's wrong. Lamentations 3.30. Lamentations, Lamentations 3.30. And then in Job 16.10, it says, speaking, I'm sure it's a messianic prophecy. They have gaped upon me with their mouth. They have smitten me upon the cheek reproachfully. They have gathered themselves together against me. Um, and so uh, it's really interesting because the psalmist talks about God's retribution upon his enemies in the same manner in Psalm 3-7. He says, Arise, O Lord, save me, O my God, for thou hast smitten all mine enemies upon the cheekbone. <laughs> you know, so uh, I find that interesting. The retribution of God, uh, uh, it, I, don't, I don't fully understand all of that. Um, I don't really understand, really, I think you, I'm, this is an excellent subject to talk about. I think as we see more and more persecution, we're going to need to know the answer, the biblical answer, and how we respond, Ed. So I'm glad you brought it up. Yes. yes. Oh, yeah. And, and when I look at these videos, uh, it's rather striking the the vehemence with which they are being uh, attacked. I mean, it's, it's assaultive. They come right at them. And yeah. there is no, even if there are police present, they, they offer no protection. And I have seen, uh, I remember when I was a heathen and I was on Notre Dame's campus, the preachers would come, and I'm thinking to myself, well, I'm a Christian, okay? And I thought, actually, as a Roman Catholic at the time, that that was Christianity. I had no spiritual insight, but I really did stop and listen to what he had to say. And I agreed with him. So it was, um, and but nobody touched him. They left him alone. He pretty much was, you know, uh, preaching, preaching away, yeah. telling us that we yeah. were headed for hell. And uh, you know, it's but but now no, I, when you go to, some... when you go to a um, a campus, a, some of these uh, campuses, college campuses, 
they will come right out and assault you. So yeah. there's no, um, I mean, you know, they, they come the, right up the left, and the left, your face, go for it. Yeah, the left is really propagating this. I saw, I mean, we're getting, I think we're getting, of course, this is just my opinion, but I think our nation is getting ready to go into civil war because, I mean, the left media, and I know we have that left-right continuum, and oftentimes the right is just as wrong as the left, but I've, yeah. heard, I've heard the people in the left media, I heard a gal make a statement on worldwide media referring to Trump, and she said, where is a John Wilkes booth when you need him? Yeah. Oh, my. Their yeah, hatred is oh my. obvious. On a, on a, on a newscast, they, I think CNN, I believe, she goes, where's John Wilkes booth when you need him? I mean, they're advocating the, the assassination of our president right on the media. Insurrection. Wow. It's, mm-hmm. it's civil insurrection. <clears throat> what they're encouraging. And there used to be a time when our society was more righteous than it is today. There used to be a time in America where if you said something like that, urging violent attacks against a sitting United States president, you could be indicted and court-martialed. There used to be a time in America where that would be the case if you said something like that where somebody else yeah. would hear what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, it would be considered treason. <laughs> That's right. And so you know, and for them to say that on the public airwaves, it reveals the hatred, the black evil hatred in their heart toward this sitting president. Now, I will say yep. this, and I'll, uh, I, Kevin... Yeah, and exciting to violent, to riot. Yeah. yeah, Kevin, we can hear you now. Mm-hmm. Kevin, I have a question for Kevin, uh, because I'd really be interested in his opinion. I think he is probably in real close agreement with Brother Michael Smith on this. Um, Kevin did a message this Sunday on don't uh, belabor uh, murmuring on second call. Yeah. And I thought you made a, a lot of really good points, Kevin. Uh, why don't you cover that as it relates to this topic we're, we're on, kind of connect the dots for us? I don't think he's in. Kevin? I don't think he's. I don't think he's with us. Well, they, I think he's. Yeah, he was. He was here, and then he was here momentarily, and then they left. Are you there, Kevin? No. I took a couple notes, but I see I'm not speaking directly. You're, you're now, now we can hear you fine, Kevin. Go ahead. Yeah, but see, my voice, my voice is coming through. Yeah, my voice is coming through much delayed, much delayed. Okay, that's because you're on both platforms. You need to get on one platform or the other. You must have called in on your phone and you didn't disconnect yourself from the video from the laptop. You can't be on both of them at once. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, uh, whenever Kevin is able to talk to us, what I got from that is that so many people spend all their time on, you know, we talked about this before, mm. the evil prevalence in the world 
persecution that Christians are going through um, and the exposure of, you know, whatever, the Masonic Lodge, the uh, the Masons, the Illuminati, and all this. And we have to always realize that God is the first cause of all things, and we don't ever want to forget that. And I wanted that's, and I know Ed, I know Ed agrees with that because I've read his book, The Anti-Gospel. However, a lot of people totally eliminate exposing evil, and they think that it's sin if you expose evil because you're coming against God. And we've talked about that before too. Um, does anybody have any any thoughts about that? Well, I think that's a really good point. Uh, you know, they, all things, good and evil, are created by God. He's the creator of all things. Yeah. Right. And right. once you, once you realize that, uh, that is really a great comfort when you think about it, because nothing's really out of His hands. I mean, there are things that that have happened to me, and I'm I'm thinking, well, you know, you you. Uh, if you reflect on it and you realize that was God's will, okay? And so it's it's for a reason. I don't know what the reason is, but it's for a reason, okay? Yeah. And he's sovereign. He's sovereign over all things, good and evil. Yeah, and that's right. if he is sovereign, he has to be. Otherwise, he's not sovereign. Those, those false preachers who try to say that you can't blame God for evil, okay, in the sense that he's blameworthy at all, okay. Uh, they seem right. to think that um, they put it in those terms, that that's what they do. Uh, they also put uh, his sovereign grace in terms of he won't force you to believe in him uh, and so on. I mean, they, they try to put it in those types of terms. Well, the God is perfectly righteous, and can a righteous God create evil? Yeah, and the Bible makes it clear that he does. And so he is separate from his creation. He is not part of his creation. And the idea that, that uh, only an evil God can create evil, that's false. Okay? Right. A perfect, righteous, and holy God can create and does create evil. All you have to do is, is read the, the book of Job. Evil after evil was done to, done to Job under the auspices right. of God's authority. Yes, that's right. You know, I was sharing with nobody preaches that. Nobody. You will never, ever, ever hear that preached. They will touch you with a ten foot pole. Yep. That's That's correct. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Boy, oh boy, when it comes to hate, they won't touch that one either. Jacob have I loved, Esau have I hated. That passage will never be spoken of in any church. Right, that's right. I, I beg to differ with you, brother, because I believe I'm a church and I preach it all the time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. In fact, uh, brother Mark Kennedy, church so-called. I hear you, brother Mark Kennedy, and I uh, Sunday night did a whole message on that passage. In fact, we did an exposition of primarily the whole last half of the ninth chapter of Romans. One of the yes. things I want to share is even apparent contradictions in the Bible, and I did say apparent, there are mm-hmm. some apparent contradictions in the Bible. In fact, I think one of the most difficult uh, passages for me to reconcile is 1 John 1 through 1 John 
uh, through the third chapter of uh, the epistle of John because many things that are said there seem to be apparent contradictions. For an example, where he says, uh, if we say that uh, we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. Right. And then, and then a short time later, he says, whosoever abideth in him sinneth not. Okay. That seems like an apparent contradiction. Uh, yes. And then later on, Later on in the, in that chapter, he says that uh, uh, if you're begotten of God, you will not sin. Whosoever is begotten of God will not sin. Well, we have to understand, okay, those who are the begotten of God have something that those that aren't begotten of God don't have, and that right. is the imputed that that is the imputed righteousness of Jesus Christ. Our sins will not be imputed to us, and so Amen. there's a lot of there's a lot of apparent contradictions that we can, you know that. And I'm not saying I understand all of the Bible. Don't get me wrong. There's a lot of things I don't understand, but like Ed was saying, when you start coming to the reality, like Kevin was saying as well, that God is the first cause of all things. By Him all things consist. And he has made all things for himself, and by him all things consist. And he's created both the invisible, the visible, and the invisible things of the world. And so, um, but no, back to our subject here, um, let me ask uh, Ed uh, the question, as an attorney, um, you know, there are certain things that are considered to be um, I don't know. I don't know actually the legal terminology about someone who is physically assaulted. Okay, I, I don't know what constitutes going from a verbal assault to a physical assault. I'm assuming that I, I was watching an interview with Alex Jones with Marco Rubio, and Alex Jones put his hand on Marco Rubio, and Marco said, "Don't put your." Mark says, Marco Rubio says to him, don't put your hands on me. That's assault. Okay, yeah. well, all Alex Jones did was lay his, his hand on his arm. Would that be considered a physical assault? When you get into somebody's personal space and put your arm on them, especially if they ask you not to do it and you continue to do it, I would think that would be an assault, would it not? Well, an assault is an offensive touching, not any touching. It has to be an offensive touching, okay? Okay. So, dude, there's two things going on here. Uh, you have an assault, and then you have a battery. An assault is the putting somebody in fear of an offensive touching. The battery yeah. is actually the offensive touching itself. So when right. we use okay. the term assault in layman's terms, we, we, we tend to, in, in our, when we speak of it, think of it as both the assault and the battery, both the putting somebody in fear of an offensive touching and the offensive touching itself. So uh, it's called assault and battery, okay? So you can assault somebody and not actually touch them, and that's right. still an wow. assault. That's still a crime. So mm -hmm. it's just as much a crime to swing an axe at somebody and and miss them as it is to swing an axe at somebody and hit them, okay? So one's an assault, the other's an assault and battery, all right? It's the same with a okay. fist. 
to throw a fist and miss is an assault. Assault and battery is when you strike the person. Now, it must be an offensive touching, okay? So something that's not intended to be offensive and no, nobody would consider it be offensive is not an assault. Now, putting a hand on someone's shoulder in a friendly manner it would not be considered an assault and battery, okay? But no. to put a hand on somebody in a threatening manner may very well be an assault and battery. Yes, yes. Well, that's well, interesting just, because all, I, I saw the, the context, all in the context. I saw the, okay. I saw the, I saw the follow-up response to uh, Alex Jones. Alex says, "Look, you know, I was just trying to get your attention," and he says, "Well, don't put your hand on me." Uh, and Alex says, "Yeah, you've got people that will take care of me, right?" He goes, "No, I, I'll take care of you myself." Now I get back in. Now, now it's escalated to a physical converse, confrontation about physical actions. You know what I'm saying? It, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The the it, that's a that's a verbal threat. It's not a physical assault. Assault. Typically, okay. um, statements made uh, verbally. Uh, there's, they're, they're, they're not criminal. Now, here's the, here's the, here's the rub. If you make that same statement over the telephone, then that would be. <laughs> if you use an electronic device to make a threat, that becomes a crime in a lot of states. Okay. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. Now, some states may have yet criminalized it. It all depends on each state. But typically, a verbal threat is not going to be a criminal offense. Okay, uh, unless there's something added to it. So if you if if you make a a, a threat and then uh, you know you you follow that up with some sort of physical conduct, that could be an assault. Yes. Well, what we're seeing, and and Mark brought this up while ago, is that uh, these people, um, and we know who we're talking about. They are given a license to absolutely, I mean, they're out in the public making these broad, sweeping, abusive comments and and libelous comments about people without any retribution. And then if someone in the, the other camp tries to even equalize things at all, then they are they are just basically ostracized and made to made to feel like they're criminals i mean there's no equal there seems to be there's no equity left uh in the political arena uh i mean look at in the in the colleges uh who who are allowed to go in and speak in some of these colleges and then if you try to get and by the way i'm not a right-wing conservative i'm far from it in fact i know that the conservatives are sometimes the are in the worst camp. What I'm trying to say, though, is there is a privilege given to certain people like Whoopi Goldberg, for example, okay? That kind yeah. of people that put in all this garbage that if the people on the other side attempted to do that, they would be, they'd be, they'd be hauled out on a rail. Yep. Got that right. Yeah. It's, and uh, I, I think, from a Christian standpoint, we're going to see the same thing. I mean, um, I yeah. I'm amazed how 
uh, YouTube, I don't know how long I will be able to even be on YouTube and Facebook because they are yeah. becoming very, they are becoming so, um, they are censoring everything with electronic devices based on words. Right. And there's certain words, yeah, for an example, there's certain words you cannot use uh, nope. if they can they can screw it in a derogatory manner, you know. For an example, they don't mind you using gay and lesbian, but they don't like you using uh, sodomy or they don't like you using homosexuality in a negative light. Right, right. They they will actually they will actually they took they took actually some of the words out of out of one of my uh, videos and they didn't even tell me they were going to do it they got on there and edited it out i couldn't uh-huh. believe they could do that no no that's incredible no way they edited it out they edited it out because i was talking about phillips versus the state of missouri and i i ended up i talked a little bit about my dialogue about my coming against uh, being against the homosexual lifestyle and sodomy, and they oh, they edited that out. That's not wow. surprising, Larry. That's not surprising because they just, see, they what, just took what, me. Now you tell. I mean, you knew, but that they did yeah, it in such a way that the listener would not yeah. know that it, that it had been edited it, out. It really did. When they edited it out, I played it back to Rosette, and I said they edited that out. And it didn't even make sense the way they edited it out because the sentences didn't didn't concur. You know what I'm saying? Because when you took that out, it took away the meaning of the sentence. Right. Wow. Right. It, it made the sentence into something. something un- yeah. Right. That's not surprising, brother. Really, because wow, we. That's not surprising at all, Brother Larry. What they've twisted our free speech right into is the our constitutionally speaking free speech is an absolute, but what the left has done with it is twisted it into this where we will grant you the free speech right to say anything you want until you say something that we don't like, and then we have the right to shut you down. Yeah, yeah that's, 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 that's amazing. I mean, you know, they, they'll let known pedophiles get on there and promote pedophilia. They'll, ne- yep. they'll let homosexuals get on there and promote homosexual marriage. They'll let um, gays and lesbians who are ordained in the ministry get on and 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 proclaim that God called them into lesbian ministries, but you get someone right. like myself that says I disagree with sodomy yeah. and homosexuality, and all of a sudden you're one of their enemies. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Well, well, I think you brought up some really good points, Ed, and I don't. Uh, I guess what what we're saying is it's all back to discernment. You know? I mean. Um, we also have to examine ourselves to make sure that we don't get in the flesh. I know I constantly, uh, it's real easy to do. It's a very normal thing for us to arch our backs and to come out of the corner like a dog barking. Okay. Uh, but you know what? 
uh, Christ certainly didn't do that. He went to the cross and and look at everything he endured. Look at everything Stephen endured, even down to their death. And I mean, Stephen in his last breath was praying that God would forgive them. Christ was doing the same thing. And so right. if we are to be if we are to be as Christ. Uh, I mean, that's a calling that only the Holy Spirit of God can create within us. Uh, yes. But I do think I do think there are times when we have to take a stand for the Bible, e- yes. even if it means persecution, even if it means our persecution and suffering. Yes. And there's a lot of there's a lot of people now that won't take a stand for anything. Uh, no, that's they. The only the only thing they're considering is what is politically correct and how am I going to get the acceptance of the most people? That's that's most people's political agenda. You know, we don't really care what the Bible says or what some minister says or what uh, ethics say. What we care about is self-preservation and right. just making sure that everybody's in agreement with us. That's that's the society we're living in, I believe. I was talking yeah. to my, I was talking, I, I won't say who it was, but someone very close to me, and this person told me that someone else very close to me was loved by everybody. She said, everybody loves him. She says, there's, you know, she goes, it's amazing how many people love him. And uh-huh. I said to her, I, you know, just because everybody loves him doesn't mean that he's in the right corner. Just because everybody loves him doesn't mean that he's standing for truth. Probably the other way around. If you're in the majority, you're probably in error. You know? So, That's right. Anyways, yeah. Um, it, let's see. Does anyone else, before we end, we're, we've come down to the end of the hour, and Ed, I appreciate you bringing this up. Um, does... Uh, Rick, do you have any final comments? I know you're off work tonight. We're glad you could be with Yeah, it's good to be with everybody tonight. Um, just to tell me some lies about the Second Corinthians uh, 10, uh, 3-5, that we walk in the flesh, because we are in the flesh. We do not war after the flesh, but the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. But mighty through God, right. we're pulling down strongholds and every high thing that results itself against the knowledge of God, that's the word of God. And bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. So the retaliation, okay, we have to bring in, we have, we have to bring in uh, that thought to the obedience of Christ, what, what he would do. Okay, uh, the, the anger, we have to get that under control Okay, just like when we're teaching a child, like in child training, okay, it's not, because I've heard you say this, I, I love it. Okay, uh, just um, uh, don't don't make me, uh, uh, well, go to your room. Why? Okay, because I said so. Well, God doesn't <laughs> say that to his child. He When he child trains us, when he chastens us, that's child training, like potty training. He doesn't say, now go to that potty chair, okay, and sit and sit there. And the child's going, why do I have to do that? Well, the child, uh, the, the loving parent will explain to the child, 
that uh, you're growing up, and so this is this is what uh, you do when when you start growing up. You start using the potty chair instead of going in your diaper. So yeah, um, yeah. So that scripture says, "And they all shall be taught of God." It's still a work of the Holy Spirit. It's still done by yeah. His revelation. Okay, that. Well, how am I going to how am I how am I going to get this? retaliation under control. Well, we, we get prayer for it. We, we right. get prayer for it. Okay? And and because uh, when, when Romans 6 says that uh, we're dead, we died with Christ, okay? What's, when, uh, and people keep on saying, well, okay, this, this, the old nature, well, the old nature is dead. Okay, same as the same as our spirit was dead to God, we couldn't accept Christ right. and, 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 and feel the spirit of God quickened us. The same right. as after we're right. quickened, okay, and the old man is dead, he, okay, he can't be resurrected. All right, only, only if somebody preaches that he can be resurrected, but that's not scriptural. That's not what Romans 6 says. But, but right. it's, it's, not the old, it's not the old man, it's the new preacher. And the old creature right. is a spirit that, when it says, uh, uh, whom you also trust that after that you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, of whom you also, after you believe, you receive with that Holy Spirit of promise. Where did the Holy Spirit come into? It came into our spirit. And it's sealed yeah. to the day of redemption. It's the sealing. It's the sealing of the Holy Spirit. That's his job. That's not our job. We can't do it. It's only God's job. So, and so we have to get prayer for the, you know, um, for, on the areas of uh, retaliation, anger, uh, malice, uh, contention, strife, you know, uh, um, the, the reveling. And, and so it's, it's, a, it's a process, but we, we still need, that's, that's, that's where prayer, praying for one another, comes in. Whereas those are those weapons, the warfare, they're not carnal. That it starts with prayer. Okay, but well, what I'm saying, and, but when, when Jesus said that, uh, okay, a- after, okay, I don't have to be defended. I'm God. Okay, you put away your sword. But when I go away, you're gonna have to defend yourself. I pick up, I pick up the sword. Okay, so set your cloak and and and, and uh, buy, buy a sword. You know, so that's why we defend ourselves. So, mm-hmm. and uh, it's like with the World War II, with the, in, in Switzerland, uh, nobody was invading them because everybody had guns. So it's like an amendment. Yeah. So that's all, that's my yeah. anyway. You know, there's there's a lot of different ideas about that. I mean, I've heard that as well. Where the first thing they want to do is they want to take away all the weapons because they know that. If the nation is armed, uh, the nation, the people will defend themselves. And if they don't have weapons, then they are easily taken over. And yeah. of course, that's a t- that's a subject for another time. But uh, yeah, uh, Ed, do you have any final? Uh, we're seven o two. Do you have any final thoughts on this before we conclude tonight? Yeah, I just uh, I liked your discussion on First John uh, chapters. Uh, well, particularly chapter three. And, and I, I think your explanation is a good one, but it's a real interesting read. 
you know, where it says, whosoever is God does not commit sin. Now, it's interesting. The next clause says, for his seed remaineth in him, and he cannot sin because he is born of God. So there's a direct link between this God, uh, uh, whoever is born of God does not commit sin, and the fact that uh, God's seed is in him and uh, it, it remains in him. And, and that's the correlation. So we're dealing with a spiritual truth here, uh, which we yeah. should probably explore in more depth later. Yeah, I would, I would like to use that. In fact, I just, I just read through that whole <laughs> because uh, that's where I was at in the book. Uh, I'm now in Revelation finishing that book up. But uh, I'll tell you oh, what. By the way, re- I, will, I will not be here next Monday. I'll be out of time. Okay. I appreciate you letting us know. We'll try to um, – you, you know you're irreplaceable, right? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we'll miss you, brother. Uh, but when I was reading through the first, second, and third chap, epistles of John, um, you know, it, it was really – it was really um, – it was very – I was very thought-provoking, and the Holy Spirit certainly convicted me of some things that – uh, I've had to look at in my own life, and that's what the Word of God does to the elect. It 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 purges us, it quickens us, it sanctifies us. So there's many things that the Word of God does for for God's people. Uh, Mark, do you have any final final words for us? And I'm sorry, Kevin, that we lost you tonight. I don't know what was going on, but um, we know you were with us in 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 spirit. Uh, anyway, go ahead, uh, Mark. Oh, um, no, really closing thoughts. Just this was a very informative discussion. And, and like I said, it's very easier, easier said than done to, to love the, those that despitefully use us and all that. So just basically that. And this has been very good tonight as always. Yeah. Well, we'll, uh, we're going to see, Mark's going to be with us Wednesday night, continuing his teaching on his tithing mandatory in the New Testament. Very interesting study. I'm glad we went through that. We'll be here Wednesday night, and then we'll be here Sunday morning and Sunday evening for our our uh, our, our worship service on um, Facebook Live Sunday morning, and then talk to you and Facebook Live on Sunday night, unless Mark wants to join us on Sunday morning, and then we'll be on both. Uh, platforms. Anyway, uh, I'm going to go ahead and end this call. I appreciate everybody uh, joining us tonight. Thank you, Rick, for your comments as well. It's very, very uh, edifying. I'm glad you could be with us. All right. Well, yeah. Well, listen, uh, I'm going to go ahead and stop the recording and say good night. Good night to all. God bless. God bless, Larry. Good night. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.